my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, we have members of the Indie Thunder and the Indie Edge, uh, the beatball team here. How you guys doing? Just fine. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys could come on to the show today and really talk about beatball and what that is and and how that sport is really uh, letting a lot of people who are blind and visually impaired become even more active and participate in sports. So I'm going to start with you, uh, Mr. Toby. Um, could you tell us what you do here at Bosma and what team you play for? Yeah, my name is Toby Gregory. I work at Bosma Industries. Um, I'm accounts payable specialist. Um, I've been here, feels like a lifetime. <laughs> uh, and I play for the Indy Edge. All right. James? Okay, thank you, Raymond. My name is James Michaels, and I'm the Vice President of Program Services at Bosma Enterprises. So I oversee all of our vision rehabilitation training programs and our employment services training programs. Uh, I've been here at Bosma for about 17 years, and I also am on the uh, Indy Edge Beat Baseball team. All right. Darnell? Uh, thanks for having me today. I'm Darnell Booker, the General Manager and Coach of the Indy Thunder Beat Baseball team. And I work uh, through a, with a promotional company called Bright Ideas um, as, as an outside sales. And I'm also uh, program in charge of programming through, I'm contracted through Noble Industries. So working with uh, youth and adults with mental and physical disabilities as well as an after school program. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Glad you guys come on today. We're going to talk a little beatball today. And uh, first of all, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to start with the Hall of Fame of James Michaels right here. <laughs> James, what is beatball? Well, it's a modified version of softball that's, that's uh, designed for people who are blind or visually impaired to participate in. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, at any given time, you have six people that are, six players that are either on the field or six pe- people who are in the lineup batting. And um, the, it's, it's, the, the kind of difference is, is um, when you play beatball, you have a first and a third base, so it's kind of, it's still, you have uh, bases, but the bases buzz, and they're like a four foot tall, foamy pylon, okay. and, and in the field you have six players, and, and they are um, all staggered in different positions. So the pitcher is on your team, so the pitcher wants you to hit the ball, uh, unless when, when Darnell was pitching to me, I don't know if he wanted to do it all the time. <laughs> no, he sure did. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, but uh, so they want you to hit the ball, so they'll say "set, ready, pitch," and and the ball beeps. So as a batter, you're swinging the ball or swinging the bat, and you're trying to just have a good, consistent, hard swing. And then when the ball goes out in the field, you have sighted spotters who will call a zone. So they may yell three, and then your batters or your, your players in the field will kind of converge towards the ball. And, um, and then when they, as soon as you hit the ball, one of the bases turn on. Okay. So it's not like you have, you go from first, second to third base like you do in regular baseball. In beat baseball, the bases are about 100 feet away, so they're about 10 feet farther than in regular baseball. So they'll turn on one of the bases, and after you hit it, you have to listen, and you run to that base, and, and if you touch that base before somebody gets the ball on the field, you get a run. You get a run. Oh. So if they get the ball before you get to the base, though, then you're out. Okay. And um, we play, we have six innings, and uh, and then, you know, if it gets tight, you go into extra innings. Okay. So that's uh, kind of the basic of it. Yeah. Darn- Darnell, I know with the uh, beat ball, 
You guys do not play on your traditional baseball field, correct? No, we play our games on soccer fields or on the outfield of baseball diamonds. Okay, and why is that? Um, for make sure that the fields are flat as can be. There's don't make sure there's not a lot of dips and, and a lot of hills or anything like that. It has to be a flat surface. Because you want people to be able just to really run and right. not be able to trip. And exactly, and we just it's just most we want to play as as flat as possible and. I mean, rather we hope the grass is cut at a not real high, not real low, yeah. somewhere in the middle. So, um, we're, so grass, making sure the fields are in good condition is is a key when we're playing our tournaments in the World Series. So, and, and the other reason you want to play on regular diamonds too is is you know as in, in, as a field a fielder, you're not catching the ball with a glove. Mm-hmm. You know, you are diving out, you're stopping with your body, you're throwing your body on the ground, and to throw your body on the ground with that gravelly, hard, yeah. you know, hard base uh, lines that they have in regular baseball would tear us up. So you're really throwing, people actually really throw their bodies on the ground really in order to stop the ball from moving or to, to get a better, you know, I don't know, sense of where the ball is located at? Or? Yeah, you kind of want to, you know, knock it down. If it's, if it's a pop-up, you want to try to just get in front of it and uh-huh. knock it down and then, then grab it and pick it up. But if it's a hard grounder, you will you have to quickly dive, dive out and try to have it bounce off your body and then you can grab it and control it. Right. You know? okay. And then if it's short, then you just run up and you'll charge it. Okay. So, so Toby, what, what do you like about playing the game of beatball? What I like is that it really helps me uh, remain active and involved. Um, I also like the camaraderie that I get from teammates and um, even other teams around the league. You know, we all support each other. We're very competitive on the field, but off the field, we're all there for one another as well. Okay. Now, what role do uh, I would say volunteers, and how important are volunteers to the game of beatball? Who are you asking? Anyone. Um, anyone? I just think volunteers are very important. I mean, they uh, they're a very integral part of beat baseball. I always say, without volunteers, beat baseball wouldn't happen. When they can drive the, the players, I mean, the athletes to and from practice, to mm-hmm. games, to tournaments, what have you. So, I always volunteers are very very important in the sport of beat baseball, and um, they are. We really rely on those guys, um, whether they be our eyes or drive for us or just being a part of the sport and being helpful. You know, and, and for volunteers for beat baseball too, um, you have a, typically have a sighted pitcher and catcher. Mm. So they, um, you know, they're, like I said, they want you to hit the ball and they're, they're competitive. You know, Darnell here, he, he was a good pitcher, a good pitcher. We have Jared, who also works at Bosma, is a really good pitcher. And then our pitcher, Kyle Kennedy, is very good as well. And they, they're competitive. They want to win this game just as much as we want to win the game. So right. really, the sighted volunteers oftentimes are, are integral as a part of the, the team and your ability to win or lose. If you have somebody who's not a good pitcher, um, boy, that can be a long, long oh, yeah. day out there swinging the bat and just swinging it air. Yeah. And then your sighted volunteers in the field too, Raymond, you know, they're spotters. And typically most teams have one spotter in, in left field, one spotter in right field. So they, what they do is they have to be very quick at calling that number as the ball's hit off the bat. So they see where it's coming and which side of the field is coming on, and they call it that number really quickly. And then some of them too, Raymond, they, they'll do like five and kind of hold it out if it's a pop-up or mm-hmm. if it's something short, five. So then you know you kind of, you have to be quicker to get to the ball. Okay. Because right now, like on Darnell's team, they probably have 
fastest team uh, running team in the league. So you have to be really quick at getting that ball up before mm -hmm. they get to base. So they run it typically around five seconds. If some of them can run even faster than that. So, so those spotters are key to us being successful in the field as defenders. So do you get three strikes or is this? We get four strikes instead of the traditional three, but we only get one ball. Okay. There's no walks in beat ball either. You strike out or you put the ball in play, so there's no base on balls or anything like that. So. <laughs> no walk, no crying either. No. Yeah. Man, if your pitcher you. hits you with the ball like Darnell's done to me uh -huh. before, we don't get to take the base. That's oh, wow. I jam them inside. Location is key. We yeah. can put it on the sweet spot. Yeah, so I'm going to circle back to the volunteers just for a second. Just mm -hmm. like Darnell and James said, they are incredibly crucial to our sport and highly important. Some of our volunteers don't just work with an individual team, but they'll work in tournaments. I know Darnell has several volunteers that will show up and work his tournament here in Indy uh, the first weekend of June. They will be... Um, the umpires for us, they'll watch bases for us, the medical staff is usually volunteer. Mm. Our sport could not happen, it literally could not happen without these volunteers being a part of, of what we do. Yeah, that's yes, a good point. that's definitely, definitely a good point. One, one other uh, thing that I did find out about b-ball I thought was very interesting is that the crowd stays silent. Why is that, um, Darnell? Well, so the, um, we always say there's a little slogan I picked up from around the league, they say applause is necessary, but silence is golden. <laughs> so you do, you, the reason being is because the players, this is a hearing sport, yes. and the fielders are focusing on that tracking that ball, and the batter's focusing on the pitcher and focusing on trying to get to that beeping base. Yeah. So you, it's just like the, this sport, it's almost someone like tennis, you just want to wait until the player's over with so you can cheer. Yes. You know? And, yeah. um, and, and the, believe me, the players appreciate that. The teams appreciate that very much. That's why we always try to have our sport in a quiet location. I mean, it's not always the case sometimes. You know, like, for instance, in Bolingbroke, we, we have to play our games sometimes by, by the street, and you have to really have the mental toughness and focus on, you know, you can, they'll stop it if a big semi goes by or a motorcycle, but cars, they're not going to stop it with cars going by that much. So you're just going to have to have that, you have to have that yeah. mental toughness and focus on yeah, and I think people are still going to talk real low, but you know, all in all, you just try to be as quiet as possible. Do you guys make an announcement and say, "Okay, please," you know, no cheering after the play, or do you? Before the play is going on, you can cheer after the play. Right. Okay. Yeah. They, well, a lot of times people come to watch it. They they know, but we do try to let folks know, hey, you know, don't you know, please don't cheer until after the play is over. And sometimes the uncle have to remind somebody, right. you know, an enthusiastic mother or father. Yes. And even on our bench sometimes, somewhere our own players forget. We say quiet down on the bench, you know what I mean? So we have to sometimes keep our own players and stuff quiet a little bit. Okay, so when does the season uh, officially start? Uh, when are you guys' first game, Toby? Uh, we, um, I believe, are traveling to San Antonio in May. Correct? Yes, yeah, in May, and I believe that's when our first games will be. Yeah, we have a scrimmage against the Indy Thunder, which is what that's what's great about having two teams here in Indianapolis is we can scrimmage and kind of get ourselves tuned up together. So we have a scrimmage on April 28th. What time is it, Darnell? 9.30 to 11.30. 9.30 to 11.30 at Brawl Ripple Park. So if anybody wants okay. to come out and see that, that'd be a great time to, to come out and see what's happening locally. But then, like uh, Toby said in uh, 
May, uh, I believe it's 5th. May 2nd to the 5th. 2nd to the 5th, we're heading out to San Antonio to play in a, a tournament in Texas. Cinco de Mayo tournament. There'll be a couple of Texas teams and two Indy teams. Um, so about a 5 or 16 tournament, I believe. So how critical, I know, I'm a, this goes out to you, Darnell, how critical critical the fundraising? Fundraising is very critical. You have to beat that pavement a ton, 365, I try to, and whether during the season, because fundraising just helps, it's, you always say, the more fundraising, the less out of pocket as individuals, as players or volunteers have to pick up. So fundraising is very key, and, and, and you know, sponsors are, we just know you guys, you know, like for instance, Bosma helps both teams, so it's just you know real important to let them know how appreciative we are and we're mm-hmm. thankful for those guys, and because they're the one that stirs the drinks to get us to where we need to get to. So yes. I'm always uh, cognizant, I'm sure as well as the Edge and James and those guys are cognizant of our sponsors and everything, and getting us to where we have to get to. But yeah, they're very important because without sponsors, a lot of this wouldn't happen. Because a lot of our a lot of players around the league, I don't know as far as our team goes, because we have a young team. A lot of our players are youth, and they're a lot of you know they're economically challenged a little bit. So we try to help them as much as possible. Okay. Don't you tell them how much it? I mean, just it's a very costly sport. You know, oh uh, yeah, I the mean, reason for that having to travel right. so much. I mean, yeah, the, you know, you're paying for equipment, you're paying for hotel rooms, you're paying for vans, you're paying for airfare, um, you know, meals and mm-hmm. this and everything like that. Um, but uh, I mean, like I know different teams have different. Uh, Dues because there's dues throughout, and you know, every team has to pay some dues and put some investment into their team. So, I mean, it uh, just varies from team to team what your dues are, but um, you, you put all that expenses on the table, it adds up very, very yeah. quickly. So, that, one beatball ring costs $35, and it can get knocked out within the first couple of two of a game. Yeah. <laughs> so, that beatball, talk about that beatball. This is like more like a softball, correct? It's bigger than your average baseball. Right. It's a 16 inch softball. 16 inch softball. With a little, um, a couple, um, I'm hearing a little me- old telephone speakers or whatever they put in their bases, and they're made okay. out of, in Denver, Colorado. And uh, they have about uh, so many volunteers work on the ball every single day, so and the ball has a consistent beep, so it's real important. Like James said, I mean, one good hit by James or Toby, and the ball's probably done. So, <laughs> you can forget it. So, and that's called a dead ball and beat ball. And because actually, when the fielders say dead ball, they don't—they're not to touch it. The umpire goes out there and sees if there's a—if there's a faint, even a faint beep or something, and the runners already got to the base, they score a run. But if, if there's no beeping at all, mm-hmm. they have to replay the, the, the count over with at the plate and everything. So, yeah, balls. I mean, I could say a team goes through over 50 balls a year. Absolutely. Over 50 balls here, so you calculate that 50 times 35. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. Like Bosma's giving each team some um, financial, so that would help with the balls or what have you. So, I mean, that in itself helps with you know whatever everything we can get through sponsors and 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 it's just it just really makes it a lot easier on our players and, and even our volunteers because if our volunteers are fully invested in our team, we help our volunteers as well. Just as our volunteers are crucially important to our sport, so are our fundraisers. Uh, because we are a sport designed for blind and visually impaired, we can't just go across the street and find six people to play a game with. We have to travel constantly to, to other places for tournaments, and that can get quite expensive. Yes. So for our volunteers to help us out and see that there is definitely a need for them in our sport is, is highly important. 
and we can't thank them enough and we can't ask enough people to get involved. Uh, once you see what we do, then it, it will be well worth your investment to help help our league. Yeah, and uh, just to um, you know, just to talk about what you guys do. You guys done a lot here, just really with the sport of b-ball, and uh, definitely with the Thunder. I know you guys been winning championships left and right. Y'all like the Golden State Warriors right now. <laughs> so what what do you what do you uh, say your secret is, Darnell? What what are your team's secret to being the three time champion right now of the b-ball? I just say you know, um, Ray, I'm real fortunate and real blessed to have a great group of. Uh, players and have a great coaching staff and um, and it starts from the top even from the board of directors all the way down to the last person uh, my thing is we just got to be connected you know and mm -hmm. uh, we know a lot of you know we take everybody's best shot we know everybody is is gunning for us but I always try to tell my team you gotta we, we try to prepare as much as possible I think during the see our season I mean even though our the season doesn't open until May, but we start our season in January, and I think the Edge is also doing their stuff in January too. It's like you know preparation throughout the off season and getting yourself prepared. So yeah, and I and what and there's no secret. So some of these like Toby and James, they played on my team, but Toby recently uh, was a part of a championship in 2016. So it's like I put my I, I mean there's no secret here. So I just I, as far as uh, my players go. I, we put them in situational beat ball, you know, just put things out, you know, in practice time, and then hopefully it'll translate over to the playing field. You yeah. know, I put my guys in, in situational at-bats, like you only get three at-bats, you only get three strikes instead of four, so they know that fourth one, when they come to the game, they'll have an extra one, but yeah, I just kind of put these guys in, in, in the situational beat ball, as I call it, okay. just, and then that helps them, and then hopefully it translates over to the field. No, Randy, I'm pretty sure they do court their bats. <laughs> <laughs> we got to test y'all over there. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, yeah. so well, that's games. good. That's good that we got the home team, Indy Thunder, and, you know, you guys have been winning and representing, you know, you know, for, you know, blonde, visually impaired athletes. And it's definitely great to see that happen in Indianapolis. So, but I know both of you guys are going to do well this season. Uh, hopefully, um, I will be going out to a game, checking you guys out, make sure I don't scream or nothing. Yeah, our tournament, <laughs> just to let everybody know, our tournament, yeah. any tournament, it's going to be the 18th annual. This year's okay. going to be at North Central High School. Okay. Um, June 1st and 2nd, all day Saturday from like 8 to 4.30 and Sunday from 8 to noon. Um, there's no, it's, it's free to the public. Um, um, we'll be having, it's an 18 tournament. It'll be uh, San Antonio and Lone Star out of Dallas and uh, it'll be New Jersey, it'll be the Philadelphia Fire and New Jersey Titans, and it'll be the Edge, the Thunder, the Comets, and the Scrappers. So it's an 18 tournament, two brackets, and for the first time uh, in history, I do believe, the regional championship game will be televised on nine different cable companies throughout the state of Indiana on June wow. the 2nd. And, uh, not guaranteeing, you know, if hopefully it's the thunder in the edge that gets there. We'll see what the brackets shake out. Yes. The, the drawing for the brackets is in a couple of weeks, but okay. the two teams that make it, the two, the, what, the team that finishes first in bracket A and the team that finishes first in bracket B will be playing on Sunday morning in front of a live television audience, um, uh, nine different cable companies across the state of Indiana. And it'll also be streamed live on the internet. And you can go to ISC Sports Network to download the, the app. They've done high school and college sports. So they want the team with us to bring this game on television. Cool. The, the really cool part about this tournament, Raymond, is that 
you know, there's what, there's about like 30 teams in the league, maybe even more than that in the whole NBA and, and the top four finishers in the World Series last year are gonna be at that tournament. So it's Ooh. a very, very competitive tournament. Jeez. And you know, for us, you know, I know there's some rivalry, but honestly, and I think Toby feels the same way, if we don't, if the Indy Edge doesn't win the championship, we want the Indy Thunder to win. We got root for our home state. Absolutely. Right. right. I mean, same way. If if the Thunder's not in it, we hopefully the Edge will be in it. Because like I said, I, all these guys. That I mean, that's that. I, a lot of those guys, you know, were part of the Thunder. So in, in my mind, even though they're on a different team, they will always be part of the Indy Thunder tree and be a part of the Indy Thunder, you know, even though they're on a different team here in town. I think it's that, and many of us also work together. Even though we play on different teams, um, we do work together. We see each other. You know, we all live in the same communities, the same town, so yes. we, we want the best for each other until we get on that field. Now, once <laughs> we're on that field, there is no love anymore. You know, you know in Raven, you know, we talk about, you know, Toby's talking about working together. And, you know, sports, you know, they talk about the importance of sports. You know, you learn teamwork. You learn dedication. You learn how to work hard, especially if you're going to be competitive. You learn that. You have that competitive edge, too. And I really do know this. In the league, in general, the population of folks who are employed as people who are blind is much higher than the national average. You know, the national average is 70% unemployment rate for people who are blind. On the Indy Edge team, 95% of our folks are working. So, I mean, that just tells you how important sports can be yes. and what it can mean to you and yes. how you can learn from that. So, um, I know that there, there's a high percentage of folks on the Thunder team that work as well. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not that high, but it's high. And the only reason why it's not that high is because we have, yeah, a, lot, folks, we have yeah. a lot of youth on our team and okay. a lot of high school kids and some people that are in the college world. So, But, you know, they understand how the goal is to try to be employed and, and be an independent. All right, before I get you guys out of here, I know, uh, Darnell, you got a few fundraisers coming up. Could you tell the audience about what you have coming uh, have, up? And... We have a golf fundraiser coming up um, on June 5th. Uh, if anybody wants to be involved, they can get it. Ray knows how to get a hold of me. Um, it's a foursome. It's $340. If you want to be a whole sponsor, it's $150. And we'd like to thank Bosma for putting the team in there and also being a whole sponsor. So. Uh, yeah, and it's that Fellow Vista golf course out in Greenwood. It's, it's a shotgun start, and you have a free lunch, and you have a free dinner, and all the frosty beverages you can drink, and door prizes. So that's okay. one of our big fundraisers, and that's coming up on June 5th. All right. Uh, Edge, does the Edge have anything coming up here shortly? You know, I, uh, I don't think we have any fundraisers uh, that I know of right now. Do you? I don't know of any right at the moment either. Okay, but if they want to donate, they can uh, contact you, James? Or oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they can All contact right. me at, at, um, at uh, 317-704-8206 or, well, or 317-532-7551. Okay. And we'd make sure that happened. All right. And they can contact me via email, bookerd underscore 23 at yahoo.com. And, uh, or like I said, Ray, you have all my information if they want to go through yeah. and ask us. We've sent some brochures out here yes. in Bosma as well. So. I just kind of wanted to pass along. If anybody is listening to this and stumbled across it and you don't have an interest in people, please pass this along to someone else that may have an interest because we could use all the love and support we yes. can get from anybody and everybody. Okay, and once again, April 28th, you have a tournament here in town. A scrimmage. 
scrimmage in time. Scrimmage game, so definitely you get a chance to see it up close and personal. Where, this gonna, where is that going to be located at? Broad Ripple Park. Broad Ripple in Park. the back of the park by the tennis courts, 1550 Broad Ripple Avenue. But it's in the back of the park off of 62nd and Evanston. Okay, Go April ahead. 28th. What time? What time? 9.30 to 11.30. 9.30 to 11.30. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you, very Thank you. I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, telling us more about B-Ball. And good luck to the Indy Edge and the Indy Thunder this year. And uh, make sure you guys are subscribed on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I'll see you guys next week.